Welcome to Create Your Own Economy podcast, the weekly podcast that equips you with the know-hows, the strategies, tools, and resources to create your own economy, grow your business, and live the life you desire. If you have not done so, hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. I am your host, Bumi Ajibade. I am so excited today. Uh, Today is a special day, and you will know why I say that. Uh, In today's episode, we'll just talk about how to pivot a career. And if you have been listening to my podcast, you will see a pattern here. Uh, which I feel that somebody needs to hear something. And I hope uh, you are ready. You have your pen and paper. Uh, And today we'll just talk about some strategies and tips uh, for you in your next career move or your next journey in life. Because at some point in our lives, you know, we we may feel stuck. We may just feel like there's something else that God is sending me to another group of people. And at times we're unsure what steps to take. And that is what my guest today will be sharing uh, because she has just had to pivot. And she is really very happy to share with us because when we are feeling unfulfilled or stagnant or stuck in a job, that can be discouraging. You know, uh, but it doesn't have to be the end of the road. It can be an opportunity for you to decide to pivot and explore new options. It's okay. It's okay to do something else. Even when you feel that, oh my God, this is new. What do I do? Yes, today we're going to uh, help you and steer you into uh, a path for you to start uh, having that conversation with yourself and really uh, experiencing the reward that uh, you might have when you take a leap of faith, which is important, a leap of faith, stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, I had uh, somebody some time ago in my past job that told me that if you have been doing something for 50 hours, over and over and over again, then there can be what is called arrested development. So you need to go back and really look through your notes, look through whatever and see, what do I need to change? Can I change my story? What story do I need to put here? So it's okay to step out of your comfort zone, but with careful planning, strategic thinking, uh, you can successfully pivot your career, uh, find a path that is both fulfilling and exciting. And today I have the honor of having my friend, my mentor, um, she and her family, her parents, they hold a special place in my heart. Uh, She's smart, she's intelligent, She's a mom, she's a grandmother, what else? And I'll just say you know, a little thing about her, reading from her bio, which uh, she is modest, 
uh, because it should read more than this. Grace, Yohoho, how? Grace is an inspiring leader, locally, nationally, internationally, especially when you hear her, you know, her, her name. Uh, and she does that by speaking, writing, educating people. She is a co-author of several books. And you know what? When I tell you she's my friend, this is one of the books, Mom Entrepreneur. And then she has Build It Big. And the third one, More Build It Big. She is a co-author. Grace is a certified coach with a worldwide association of business coaches. Certified business coach. She has more than 19 years of experience as a business owner, a facilitator, and professional speaker. She recently received the honor of being named the National Advocate for the Year for Working Mothers and Outstanding Mother of the Year by the American Lung Association. Grace loves being a devoted wife, mother of eight amazing children. Can you believe that? You see how cute she is? Oh my goodness. Eight amazing children and, and enjoy serving profitable corporations educators, leading executives, nonprofit organizations, entrepreneurs, and the government. And I know also that Grace is a proud grandmother of two kids. Amazing. So Grace, it's just a great honor to have you on the podcast this morning. How are you doing? Oh my goodness, Bumi, I'm doing so well, and it is an honor to be here with you and with your listeners. Thank you for welcoming me to this experience. I'm so excited. I feel like I've got my tea here, and we're sitting down and having a tea together. <laughs> I tell you, you know what? Unfortunately, I finished my, my coffee <laughs> before we started. You know, um, my listeners... If I can just tell you a little bit about my tribe, uh, we are men and women who want to create something tangible for ourselves. We are tired of complaining about the about our jobs, corporate America, or or just complaining about not having money or not doing ABCD. We want to take it upon ourselves to create something for us. We are not waiting for people to give it to us. We want to create our own economy. And um, we are all, you know, from young to middle to getting up there in age, we are there. So uh, on behalf of everybody, we want to um, invite you to our home and also, um, what have you been up to, Grace? I've not had opportunity to speak with you for some time. So what have you been up to? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, recently over the global staycation, I went and got certified because we were in the events business for 21 years. We traveled all around the world doing professional development and training, specifically leadership development and coaching curriculums. And so when the global staycation happened, talk about pivoting, I decided we're going to become um, a women-owned 
we're going to go and get women-owned small business certification. So we went and got a women-owned small business certification through the SBA. And then we got a minority business enterprise certification as well. And I went and did that because I was looking to expand, just as you said, our, our own economy. I was looking to expand comfort zones. You know, when you work in a certain way or you're accustomed to being referred to clients, you you um, get into a rhythm of, oh, this is my area of excellence or this is my the sweet spot of my business. It takes courage to expand our comfort mm-hmm. zones and to go beyond what's comfortable for us. And so we made that decision and I'm so grateful that we did. It was a wonderful exercise. It's definitely a process Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you, whoever would consider it. Um, And some of you may be listening and say, well, how do you do that? Well, you go um, online to sam.gov and look through, you know, how do you become a women-owned certified uh, or women-owned small business or women-owned small business certification. And then the minority business enterprise, I went through the WRMSDC, which is the Western Regional Minority Supplier Development Council. There is, it's called Minority Supplier Development Council. MSDC, and that's across the United States. I know you have people that you connect with beyond the U.S. Um, Bumi, that you were asking me, what have I been up to? So I was up to that, prepared to go into that marketplace to service the government and um, nationally, and and even governments internationally, and. Uh, I pivoted again, you know, I was introduced to a a brand that, that um, I could align with that morally and ethically. And I, and I pivoted again very quickly and made a decision to, um, to make health a priority and support others to do the same. So what have I been up to? It's like, what have I not been up to? (laughs) Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's fun to be able to expand expand our skill sets. It's fun to be able to uh go beyond what we thought was possible for ourselves. Yes. And that and that's what I get to do every day. I I'm always, you know, and this is something to consider that my greatest competition is the yesterday's best version of me. That's who I compete with today. So wow. yesterday's best version of me, that's who I'm competing with today. And then mm. tomorrow, I'm going to be working with today's best version of me. Mm. Uh, and that's that's a fun place to be in and to have to be able to have the dignity of choice and options to decide what is important to me, who is important to me, yes. who, what it was, why am I here? You know. What purpose is there for my life and how can I fulfill that? Um, Les Brown said this, he said it so brilliantly at one point, um, he was on a conference call that we had and it was for people all around the world on this conference call. It was when we did conference call versus Zooms or all these other yeah. fancy technology. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I mean, somebody said, you know, are we going to have a phone call or a Zoom? And I said, let's do a phone call. They're like, oh, you're going old school. I was like... <laughs> oh, old school. Okay. I thought, you know, 
horse and buggy was more old school. Let's go with phone calls old school. Um, anyways, I, I'm on this call with Les Brown and he says the he says to everyone in the audience, you know, the greatest wealth is not in the oil fields or in the diamond mines. The greatest wealth is in the graveyards. And I was like, oh my goodness, Les, there's a lot of people on this call. And in my mind, I'm thinking that, where is he going with this? <laughs> you know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where is he going with this? Where, where are we going to land? Where are we going to land this plane? And he said, yeah, he goes, it's, it's in the graveyards. It's people taking their treasured gifts, talents, their knowledge, their expertise, their experiences with them to the grave versus sharing their gifts, talents, wisdoms, expertise, and experience with the people that they come in contact with, leaving it here. We can't take it there, leaving it here, this treasure. And I thought, oh, and I carried that with me all of these years and decades, really. And so, I, yeah, it's, it, how can I, how can I explore what additional gifts I haven't explored? I'm going to ask that of your audience too. How can you explore the various aspects of you? How can you look at what are my gifts and talents? What are some of the things that come naturally for you? What are some of the things that people acknowledge you for that they recognize in you? There, that, Continue to expand upon that. Allow that to illuminate and, and share that with the world because that's a part of, of your gifting that likely only you can bring to the world. Perfect. Thank you. Very important. How can you explore other great aspects of you? You know, I want you to please take note of that. Uh, because if you leave everything here and then you leave the world, you are you go back to where you came from. What benefit are you leaving? You know, to to the people still here. I, I think uh, so. And I know you have been in the family business for so long. How hard was it for you to resign in the family business? as you move on to something else? Oh, that was, um, that, there's layers of, of story behind that, Bumi. Um, I was prepared to know what to look for when the time for transition would, would come to pass. I was prepared for what to look for, and it was very evident. So my decision around it um, was, was smoother than it would have been if I had not been prepared uh, for what to look for. So when I, um, transparently, I was referred by a uh, tech company to, to this brand, and they were going to have me do professional development and training for their national and, and then global business. And I thought, okay, this is business as usual. This is yeah. what I've been doing That's what for you've the been last doing. 21 years. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then they sent me 15 of these. Okay. Okay. So I get 15 of these in the mail. After five days, I noticed a difference. After 15, I said to myself, I don't want to go a day without this in my body. Mm. How many other people around the world are going to feel the same way that I did? I called up my mother and father. They were my first call. 
because Mm -hmm. that's who I've been in business with all these decades. And remember, we had just gone through all of that paperwork to prepare to license and deliver our curriculum to the government and all these organizations. So to then call her and say, mom, um, I've been thinking about this and pondering it and I'm, I, I'm going to go into the field. And she goes, oh, you're going to get all down the road more. She thought, go, she thought I was going to be traveling more, traveling, traveling, more. Around, traveling around the world on this computer. She mm-hmm. thought, out on the road more. I said, no, mom. And I shared with her. She said, Grace, whatever you decide, dad and I will be behind you 110%. Look at that. Mm -hmm. And for for someone, that's my business partner. We worked hand in hand together for 21 years. Those decisions don't happen lightly. She knew that I discern around each decision. It's almost like a knowingness, a knowing. And so she recognized that discernment around the decision and um yeah and they completely have been behind me 110 percent and celebrate celebrate the milestones and the Mm -hmm. mighty victories and i think that that's important like who champions your vision Mm. who who sees your greatness and 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 create space for you to become all you were designed to be and more they did not want to hold me back. They're like, you, you, you're a grown woman and mm-hmm. you can make, you can make these big, bold decisions. And that's something that I, I work on every day is what's my bold move for the day? What's my bold decision for the day? How can I, how can I address the day with courage and excitement for all of the possibilities? And Roy Disney said that once brilliantly, he said, become a possibilitarian. Mm. See, sometimes what happens is we allow the other noise of the world or the distractions and the detractions to determine what, what we're worth, to define what we're capable of, to tell us what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that's a lie. That is yes. a lie. Enemy, get yes. behind me. It's a lie. We, you know, we are operating at a fraction of what we're capable of. Yeah. So every day, and I encourage people that I collaborate with, what is your bold move today? And then your bold move today, what is your bold move for today? Mm. And then they share it with me and then they come back to me and they're like, this is my bold move. This is what I activated on. This is what I ran with grace. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yes, how are you celebrating that? Okay, now what's your next bold move? Yes. What's next? Yes. So yes. it's like rather yes. than being, yes, like what's coming up for you, Boomy? Like what are you hearing? That, that's the thing. You know, one of the things that you said, um, knowing your parents, uh, how supportive they are of people and uh uh, the work that they ha- that they are doing to to really encourage people to live their truth, and what you also have been doing, uh, um, I know, I know, 
they will, I know they will support you. I mean, and for my, my listeners and my viewers, uh, we're talking about Direct Selling World's Alliance, DSWA. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, we want you to know. Direct Selling Women's Alliance, Grace uh, and her mother, uh, Nikki Kiyohoho, started that company um, over 21 years ago. So, uh, but, but for her, she had to pivot and moved on to something else uh, where she will use all the training, all the support she has been giving people and the direct selling industry, networking and all, all other agencies she has served. She's still using those skills to serve people and uh, is important for every single one of us to have a champion in our lives because and I always say this, when, when you have what we call a naysayer, before you label somebody a naysayer, hear where they're coming from. Because some people, they want to protect you and they love you so much that they are asking you so many questions and you're thinking they are, are negative. No, they are not negative. They are helping you to expand your thought and your thinking about what you want to go on to do. But after that, when they keep on saying, oh, I don't think you can, I don't think you can, then you can label them a naysayer. But the most important blessing is when you have somebody that says, whatever you decide to do, we have trained you, we have loved you, we have mentored you, that we know you will take the right decision. That is a blessing, Grace. That is a big blessing. Oh. And one of the things that you said, um, uh, that you mentioned as you were talking, that you know what to look for. Can you, can you expand on that for our audience? What did you look for that, that made you to say, yep, this is it, I'm home again? Because you were home before. Now yeah. you just uh, bought another house. So you are still home. <laughs> yes. Right? Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. Um, so there's several facets to, to this question, and, and I'll, I'll touch on each of them. One thing uh, to, to remember is sometimes we don't have the champions in our lives. We don't mm -hmm. have the naysayers, or we, or we do have the naysayers, or we, or we, don't, we don't have the kind of support system that we would love to have. And so how can you be a champion to self? Mm. This is the key ingredient. And, and I'm going to get to your question. And I feel that it's very important. Not everyone is going to have a support system. And that does not determine your fate. It doesn't determine your fate. You are yes. still capable of saying to yourself, all is possible. This, you know, and it too shall come to pass. Mm -hmm. That this is, there are many gifts and learnings in the, in the process of the evolution of who I'm becoming. See, who you are today is not who you were 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. this is progress. So every day I look at myself and I say, Grace, you're making progress. My mother taught me that she goes, 
clap, snap, I'm moving forward. Every time I'd ask her, how are you today, mom? How? I'm doing great. Clap, snap, I'm moving forward. And that is what that, it was such an encourager for me because what it said to me was, she's making progress. I want to be around people that make progress. Mm -hmm. People are drawn to confidence. They're drawn to progress. They're they're drawn to certainty or clarity, visionaries. I love what Brene Brown said once in one of her books, um, Dare to Lead. She said, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. So when we're clear on the vision that we have for our lives and our circumstances in our in our life experience, because now is the time. Now yeah. is the best time. Today, in this moment, we don't have to put off Ten, for 10 years, like people, oh, I'm going to put it off until I retire. I'm going to put it off until the kids go to school. I'm going to put it off until the kids graduate. I'm going to put it <laughs> off until I retire. I'm going to put it off until I'm in, at my deathbed. I'm going to put it off versus embrace the now and in the moment. So clear is kind, unclear is unkind. When you have clarity around a vision for your experience, a clarity around a vision for even your day. Like, mm. how can we, how can I win this day? You know, like, again, competing with yesterday's best version. It's not about winning the day against someone else. It's about winning the day um, in the now. Oh, my goodness. People will be, they're drawn to that. Yes. And, in, and in our business and in our profession, it's this having a magnetism, having a connectedness that people feel drawn to and connected with where you can serve more. Yes. When you are, when people are drawn to you, you can serve more people. Yes. Now, you notice the distinction. Often people want to attract for themselves. Mm-hmm. If we can attract to bring value, add, yes. contribute to the betterment of someone else. I, When someone calls me up and it's out of the blue, out, my first question to them is, how can I bring value to you today? To you. Hmm. How can I serve you today? How can we make the most of these moments so that you receive what you were seeking? Yes. Yes. Because, and I love this. Oh, gosh, I meant to share this with y'all. One of my mentors, his name is um, Robert Rome. He uh, owns a company called Personality Insights. Yes. And I took one of his classes in Bumi. I know you're. Yes. You know, I'm I'm one of his trainers. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of his students that we both hold him in high regard. Yes, ma'am. One of the things that he said to me in one of the classes that I was taking, and I felt like he was saying it to me, he said it to the whole group, but he really spoke to me with this message. And I'm. Um, he, in his early years of his career, he was at an event with Zig Ziglar and they were both speaking at this event early in his career. And at the end of the event, Zig and Robert were in waiting for the car to drive them back to the airport. They were going to drive back together. And Robert said, my goodness, Zig had such great discernment and people skills like he was Mm. so emotionally intelligent he could read the room quickly and he asked me robert what what's on your mind 
And Robert kind of looked at him and, and he said, well, I'm wondering if, if I could ever be any good at this. Hmm. And Zig said, what do you mean by that, Robert? And he said, well, we were here the same amount of time, same company, same location, doing the same thing. And you made 10 times what I made for the same amount of time. I don't know if I could be any good at this. I don't know if I can make this work. And Zig looked at Robert and he said, ah, Robert, you can't chase money. Money's too fast. Mm. Chase people to serve people and money will chase you. Can't chase money. Money is too fast. Chase people to serve them, add value, contribute, seek first to what they're looking for, and money will chase you. Robert said he wrote that statement in the front of every one of his goal books since that day. And I want to say it's like 40 years ago plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> in the front of his books. And he said, since that day, I transitioned to to, to chasing people, to serve people, to and serve money people. has chased me ever since. Wow. Wow. What an amazing story. I, you know, I I was with uh, Dr. Rome, um, I think it was this past October or September for three days in one of his uh, <laughs> classes that I took. Amazing, amazing. And, and, and this is the difference. This is the difference. You know, our audience, my, my family, all of you listening or watching us. When you decide, it's a choice. When you decide and you choose to serve people, it's no longer you, me, you know, like saying me, myself, and I, but how do I serve you? How do I help you to bring out the value that you have embedded in you? Because when you are in the frame, you don't see the picture, right? But me looking at you and I'm seeing the value that God has put in you and helping you to bring out that value so that you will will be like a butterfly and you are happy. Look, nobody can even pay me enough for that because the joy you are giving me and the money will come. That is it. You know, and looking at Dr. Rome, we know how much we pay for his classes, the value that he's adding to us. So if you want to create your economy as you are here listening to us, you are thinking of, I need to create something. I need to create something that will put money in my wallet. Can you reward that? I said, I need to create a system where I can add value to people. Yes. That is it. <laughs> Adding value to people because when you do, when you add value to people, the money will come. Yes. The money will surely come. So uh, how did you prepare for your journey? What was the preparation like? Well, practice makes permanent and it creates progress. So, you know, not sometimes what happens is people think I've got to be perfect in order to, 
to go forward. I've got to know everything in order to do something. I, I, I've got to wait and watch. And, I, and, and that is where we, we, slow the, we slow the process down versus create momentum, mm-hmm. right? In, and so I like to look at it this way. It is far easier to push a car that's already moving than to push a car that's standing still or rolling back on us. So rolling in the wrong direction. So creating space to, to practice and to be okay that I am a works in progress, that this is not going to be perfect the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. that's okay. How can I look at this conversation as practice? Maybe there are people that are afraid to speak in public, that they're scared about even coming on your show or asking permission, Boomi, to be on your podcast or to be interviewed by you. And, and, to, and to know that you do have a gift and that you have value. So for me, how did I get, get going? I practiced. Mm. I was willing to, um, I was willing to be imperfect <laughs> and I'm still imperfect. I was mm. willing to be a work in progress. Um, I was willing to be a learner and an ongoing student. I have not arrived. I, I've been coaching and we've written numerous curriculums for various channels and markets. Um, and I, you, people would say, you're an expert. And I, uh-uh. I am well-practiced in this art and I'm continuing to learn. I'm still a student. I, when I master this, I will be dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> because there's always something new to learn. So mm-hmm. a, lear- a, a willingness to learn and to not yes. have arrived. That was one. A willingness to practice and to, to, to know that it won't be perfect. Mm-hmm. That we're not perfect. No. Um, a willingness to expand my comfort zone and to... to uh, to step in, embrace the unknown. Uh, you had asked me a question earlier too, Bumi, about like how I how I made this decision, and I said it was multifaceted. This was a big decision for my life, and many people had told my mom, and and they never said it to me. They said it to her though. They said, "Oh, you know, you haven't been out in the field for twenty one years." you're probably, your sword is probably no longer sharp or your, your content is probably outdated or you probably, you know, all of these things that people assume when they become a student of, of a skill set, they think, oh, if you don't have any um, current experience building an organization, how could you possibly know? So when I, after we got started um, with our business, I contacted my mom and I said, mom, I want to share something with you. She said, what? I said, what we're teaching is timely, relevant, and it works. Yes, it sure does. It works. Yes. And so I said, when you go out there, go out knowing that what you're sharing for the rest of the time that you choose to share it before you retire, that it works. It multiplies. My husband said to me, and I for years would say, I'm looking for something that would I could do from home more to work from home. Because there are people, my clients were like, oh no, we want you here. Even 
even if I'm flying 20 hours to Montreal, yeah. right? And there's no direct flights. So you're flying, mm -hmm. flying, flying, taking a car, driving to Montreal to speak for two hours, to fly 20 hours back. That was my life and my lifestyle. And so I, I was, I was like, this is not a life by design. This is yes. a life by default. I'm, and, and I get would well, another thought that I was thinking about too, in in the speaking realm is that I would go out and I would speak and I would serve for that day. Mm -hmm. I'd serve for that moment. I would be able to, to impact and impart a, a drop compared to the ocean. And then, you know, that was it. And then I would go back and then I'd go on to the next project and the next project, the next project. So I didn't get to serve with depth and deeply. Um, and now I do. Yes. I get to serve and bring value. I get to teach the things that I, that many people would, they wouldn't even, so People use, and this is the message that came to me for years, is the message is meant for the many, not the few. The message is meant for the many, not the few. The challenge was, was the message was, was reaching the few because the few had the means, yes, the means the to means. access the message yes. or they were chosen by the company. Yes. And so, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Ah. Mm -hmm. And so now... I, the message is meant for the many, not the few. The message is meant for the many, not the few. And so now this, this funds the real, the real purpose, the yes. real reason I'm here. And so that the message can be for the masses um, and, and not the few. And if I had the opportunity to make this decision again, Boomi, five years ago, 10 years ago, even 15, I would have still said yes to what I am doing today and growing an organization, in scaling a business, in sewing into lives. Uh, many of the people that I'm mentoring right now, you know, you 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 mentor people to fly to so that they're flying and mentoring others. I am yes. not looking to. I, I was saying this to someone yesterday. I said I'm not interested in creating codependence. I prefer for people to fly yes. and, and lead masses. Leaders of leaders are not looking to hold on to people. Yes. They're looking yes. to lead as and prepare leaders of leaders. Yes. yes. And one of the greatest acknowledgments I recently received was a woman said to me, her prospect noticed a distinct difference. She said, your language is elevated. Your wow. communication and the way you speak, your posturing, your confidence has yes. leveled up. I am seeing someone unique. The person I'm seeing today is unique from the person I saw even six months ago. Yeah. And, and so when she came back and, and I'm hearing this, I'm like, okay, this is what we're, this is, this is the day in and day out communication. It's not the one hit wonder from stage for an hour. Yes. Yes. Right. From the stage, oh, yeah. you know, so thank you, Grace. Um, practice. You, you talked about learning not to be perfect because at times the reason that people are not, um, uh, pivoting or people are not taking that step is that they just want to be perfect. So you are talking about 
you know, you practicing, you know, uh, I was asking about what you were, you know, what did you look for uh, before you, you, before you made that decision, you said you were willing to practice, willing to learn because we are all product. I mean, I know the two of us, we're always learning, always taking classes, always wanting to be better and also willingness to expand your comfort zone. So you were talking about uh, uh, really um, talking to many and we understood that, uh, you know, where I met you, the company that I worked for, that you uh, you worked with as a consultant, you know, people were chosen to come to your to your classes, or people were on opportunity to come to your classes, and there are so many more that if they could hear what you were teaching, they might make a decision to do better, to work better, to be better but they were not given that opportunity, you know? So uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, your message is meant for the masses, not for the few. So uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. We're talking about how do you pivot? I want you to listen to this over and over again and make a decision. Uh, that is right for you. Um, don't let anything stop you. And if you need somebody to talk through this with you, if you need me to talk through this, if you want to talk to Grace, we'll have all her information uh, so that you can reach out to her. She, she is a great coach, a great mentor. Uh, that will look for you, look what is right for you, not what is right for her wallet. So uh, you can go to my website, clarogr.com slash meet, M-E-E-T, and book a discovery call with me, and I will see you um, at the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The best gift you can give me is by sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, and reviewing it, which will help this podcast to grow organically. If you want to create your own economy and live the life that you deserve, join my next workshop or schedule time with me. My purpose may as well be to help you on your journey. Visit clarogr.com forward slash workshop. See you again next week.